I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's Brittany, bitch. Shake your tits. Dunkin' Donuts. What is up, guys? Happy Monday. I hope everyone survived Pride Weekend. I shockingly did. Uh, My legs hurt so bad. But you know what? We're here. So this is a post-Pride, not weekend, Monday chat. Luckily, I am off today. Um, I called out gay from work. Uh, I was like, (laughs) sorry, I'm gay. Um, No, we're off this week for the 4th of July. Um, happy 4th. I'm here at this beautiful condo overlooking the Macy's fireworks in this beautiful condo that I know Teresa couldn't even afford a down payment, let alone 10%. Um, that is an iconic rant on YouTube. For those of you who know what it is, you know what it is. If you don't know what it is, pay attention to my Twitter on July 4th, where I will tweet it again, like I do every single July 4th. But, um, oh boy, do I have some stories for y'all today. I have so much to talk about today. If you've seen my Instagram stories, I feel like you know what's coming. We have many stories that I need to discuss, sisters. Um, But I am just going to get right into it and let you guys know what I am shaking my tits to this week. I don't have coffee today, so no free promo for the company that shall not be named because they don't pay me, even though you all know what it is, because anyway. um, Also, if you were following my Instagram stories, I feel like you already know what I'm shaking my tits to this week because I've been posting about it every single day, twice a day. It is the new Kygo song, Higher Love, with the vocals from the legend, Whitney Houston. It is so good. And I feel like a lot of people who don't even like Kygo and EDM are obsessed with it because the one thing that I think is so successful about the song, you know, as a, as an esteemed music analyst and reviewer and vocalist, um, I feel like I have the right to, um, speak on the subject. What is so brilliant about this song is that normally Kygo is known for his beats. Like that's his signature. There's like a sound that goes to his music in this song. It's Whitney's vocals that are the forefront. I mean, fucking legend. There's no there's no argument there. There's no discussion needs to be had. Like, legend, icon, vocals. And the way that he was able to remaster this into something new is so good. Oh, my God. And I witnessed it live last night, oh, twice, um, which we also discuss. But that is what I'm shaking my tits to. I've been shaking my tits all week. I... I am so exhausted today, you guys. I am not even hungover. I'm just so physically in pain. Like my legs, my knees, my feet, my back, um, everything hurts. And it was worth every single mile walked yesterday, which according to my Fitbit was 12 miles in one day. 
And for me, that is a lot. I haven't walked that much in the past decade, probably. Um, So I'm just going to get right into the stories that we need to discuss today, you guys. And the first one is going to be about World Pride, which I walked in the Pride March yesterday with the Bravo float spectacular, like NBC out. Um, I walked with my entire team, well, not entire team, but most of my team from Watch Happens Live. We had on these super cute rainbow mazel shirts. I love them. And it was an absolute mess, but it was so fun. And if you guys saw, I'm plugging my Instagram stories again, which by the way, I'm almost at 10K. So if you're not following me on Instagram, follow me. I want to get my swipe up so that it's easier for me to share this. I got on the TV feed because it was aired on ABC7 or whatever this year for the first time ever. And I made it onto the screen for like three seconds. And in that three seconds, I look absolutely miserable and confused. And I knew that was going to happen because I even turned to my coworker and I was like, watch I get on the news. They zoom in on my face and I'm like, what is like, it's, I look a mess. And of course that happened. Iconic. And basically we were in the front holding the banner and we would walk and then there'd be a volunteer from the march and they'd be like, stop, like you need to wait for your group. And then someone would come up and be like, you guys need to be in front of the car, like in front of the float because we were so far apart. We were like literally like a block away. And they're like, you guys need to be in front of the car. And we're like, okay. So we went back to the car and then they're like screaming at us to move and then they're screaming at us to stop. And then one volunteer would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. So it was just a mess. So eventually I was just like, okay, bye. Like I, and I like dropped the banner and went to the back. <laughs> um, but it was just a mess. And in those uh, split seconds, uh, ABC News 7 caught me confused, looking around, being like, what the hell do I do? Literally, I honestly feel like in that moment, I'm saying to myself, what the fuck is going on in here on this day? But, you know, it was an experience. And I feel really cool about being a part of it, something about it being 50 years since Stonewall and it was world pride and it was just massive and being able to be literally like one in 500 million people to be a part of it just felt cool. And especially since I've lived here for, uh, oh my God, it'll be 13 years in August, maybe. Yeah, I think 13 years in August. And so it was really cool. And I remember the last time I walked in the parade was the year that Bianca Del Rio won Drag Race and I was at Logo TV. And I remember that year walking from Christopher Street down by where Stonewall is and the sun was setting. And I remember I had this moment where I just, I had this moment where I felt like I had closed a new chapter or like entered into a new phase of my life. And I very much felt the same this time around, especially since I haven't really been feeling myself the past year. Like I've had some health issues that have been going on that I'm not talking about, but like I haven't really felt like myself. And so it just felt cool to be surrounded by so many people and to just feel all that energy and love and just know that I'm a part of something bigger and this community that is so massive. Um, I don't know. And like physically being in it is an experience because like working and digital, you know, I'm exposed to just nonstop drama and bad news and like negativity. And so it was a nice break. And uh, I tweeted something actually. And I said, you know, when I came out at 15, which is 16 years ago now, like, geez, I mean, it's been a long time, guys. 
yeah, I came out 16 years ago and I did not have a good coming out experience, which I realize is probably a story that I should share at some point. And I feel better about sharing it now because since then things like involving all the people like in the story and like in the actual like moment that it happened, everything's good now. So it's like, cause it's been so long and it's been such an up and down process, but I think maybe I need to share that. Cause I feel like there'd be some people out there who would, I don't know, I guess it, maybe I'll do that. I don't, I don't know how, I mean, is that like a YouTube video thing? Like calling it my truth. Oh my God. I need, I just, I want to get to this story about all this. Anyway, it's at the end of the podcast, this episode, cause it's, you know, Fast forward there if you don't want to hear me talk about being gay, um, you homophobic bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So I also had a panic attack yesterday. That was really fun. (laughs) Surprise. Just switch the mood on you. No, it's it's fine. Um, So I, before the parade, walked from my apartment to where the holding area is. And I just, as I kept getting closer and closer and closer, I was getting really anxious and really anxious. And then once I actually got to where the holding area was, because the way they did it this year, and I don't know if they did it in last year or whatever, it's been like five years, I think, since I last was in the actual march, they basically just hoard you like cattle in this city block. So it is jam-packed with people and you have to like squeeze through the single file, like little opening in the barriers. And I was so anxious about the crowd trampling me. (laughs) I like, I was worried that something would happen and someone would just be like, basically like someone screaming fire and then everyone starts running. You know, I was worried about something like that happening and getting trampled and I just had this full-blown panic attack, and I was a little shaken up. And so I think in the beginning of the whole thing, I was, like, a little um, out of it. But um, the other thing that really freaked me out, and this is where I'm going to tie in something else that I wanted to talk about. This weekend chat's all over the place. Forgive me, you guys. I'm dehydrated. I was also really nervous about the snipers that were on the roofs of the buildings. Is that weird? This whole weekend chat is all over the place and I'm not apologizing for it. So if you walk in the parade or even if you go in the city, they put people snipers on top of the roofs of buildings, like all through the entire route. And I just watched black mirror the day before and that's what triggered it. So um, I regret that decision to do that because I just watched the new season of black mirror And one of the episodes is called Smithereens, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but basically in one of the parts of it, there's people with snipers. And so I looked up and saw them and I was like, oh my God, that's like the same as Black Mirror. What if they shoot me? And I was like freaking out. It just really made me nervous. And that's weird, but I don't know why I felt like sharing that. Oh, because I wanted to talk about Black Mirror. So last week I told you guys to watch Pose. And that was um, something that I marathoned recently. I marathoned the entire first season. And then this weekend, I was like, I need to watch Black Mirror and the whole Ashley O thing because I told you guys I was obsessed with it. And so I watched all the episodes. And the one I just talked about is the first episode. Or I mean, I don't even think they're all like in order. I think it's just whatever. They're basically mini movies. So that one was about um, social media and mental health. It's called Smithereens, and it was really, I just think, a really good reflection of the current state of social media 
and the combination of mental health treatment and social media and how they're not in sync with each other. And there's so many metaphors that you see in the episode of like, I mean, I want to like talk about, I don't want to spoil anything because I'm not that kind of girl. So like at one point, there's like the FBI, there's the social media company, and there's the police, and there's all these different people, basically like too many cooks in the kitchen, that old saying, and none of them know what they're doing. And it's like making it worse. And at the end of the day, it's just like, we need to just talk to each other more, you know, and like hear each other out and listen to people and like be present. Anyway, I thought it was very interesting, except for the whole sniper thing that sent me into a panic attack the next day. But it was fine. I shook it off eventually. Um, And then there was also the Ashley O episode, which is the fake queen of pop starring Miley Cyrus. The song has been played everywhere, everywhere. The gays are living for it. Anytime I saw someone with a purple wig, either me or someone else in the distance would be like, Ashley O, queen of pop. It just like really has taken over. And I loved the episode. I loved it. It was so brilliant. And it really was Miley playing herself, but in a different time period. Because I saw this whole thing, like everyone was saying it was about Britney. Obviously, there are elements to the episode that tie in directly with Britney's story, like being hospitalized. And that whole scene like very much felt like 2007, 2008 media like it was definitely played off of it and also kind of like the piece of me music video like it obviously has references to that experience but the core of it at least for me was a story about Hannah Montana Miley's Disney character it's Disney right it's Disney yeah she's like telling her own story in this Black Mirror episode And the digs at Disney were also brilliant. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you have not watched it, pay attention to what the dad's job is. That's all I'll say. And if you have watched it and you maybe were like, I have no idea what the point of that was, pay attention to what his occupation was and the day-to-day, what is it that he does in his job? Mickey and Minnie are shaking. Um, so there was that. And it also it also touched on this whole futuristic thing of holograms and like this post hummus. Is that what it's called? Post hum oh my god, I don't know the word. It's not hummus, that's fucking food. Whatever that word is, like when a celebrity dies, what happens? And there's like you know, well, I mean we talked about it before, like Whitney has this new song with Kygo it very much is like real that it's a real thing that happens and people get made into holograms and like all this stuff. So it wasn't really a stretch in terms of its story, which normally black mirror does that they really stretch reality into something super metaphoric. Um, But this one was a very direct story about Hannah Montana into Ashley. O. And I just loved it. And it really, ironically, well, not ironically, because it was probably planned, because this was obviously filmed a really long time ago. It really plays exactly into what Miley's doing in her own career right now. And this sort of bizarre, different sound that she has on this new EP. And the way that the 
episode starts, finishes, and ends very much ironically plays into exactly what Miley Cyrus is doing right now. So justice for the Can't Be Tamed album, which is so good and was basically discarded by Disney because she was rebelling. And they were like, eh, so they didn't really promote it. But the song Robot, I mean, what is an Ashley 2 doll? Uh, a robot. So that song, which is her dig at Disney, is literally played out in this episode. And also Can't Be Tamed, like the cage and all that stuff. I just loved it. And I'm not even like the biggest Miley fan. Like I never watched Hannah Montana. I was never into all that stuff. But when she started to do Can't Be Tamed and all that stuff, I kind of was like, oh, this girl seems cool and she stand Britney. So obviously if someone stands Britney, I give them my attention. Uh, but I just really like her a lot and um, I highly recommend it. And then the last episode of the trio was called like Sniper Vikings or Viking Sniper, Sniper, whatever. And it was about video games and a like AI and VR. I don't know how I felt about this one. It was almost like too serious the tone of it was a little serious and I thought that they could have made it more comedic I don't know I just it wasn't the strongest of the trio the strongest one was obviously Ashley O and then Smithereens I thought was very fascinating that is my TV recommendation for this week also again I'm gonna plug Below Deck Med you guys I'm telling you this is the best reality show on TV right now people will drag me if I say that Let's just say it's what I'm loving the most and I'm most anxiously waiting for new episodes for. So that's my TV recommendations. I feel like this weekend chat's all over the place, you guys. Um, Let me just look at my notes here for a quick second. Let me see. Um, Yeah, I literally wrote here, Black Mirror made me scared of snipers. Like, oh my God. Okay, so the story for all of you, the reason why probably most of you are here is the story that I'm about to tell next. And I was thinking about it this morning, like recalling my night, because I was like pretty drunk, but I wasn't gone. Like I got home. By the time I'd gotten home, I'd pretty much sobered up. And because like I go to these concerts and I'm like not trying to black out because I love Kygo. And so it's same with like Britney. Like I go to these concerts, we can get a little twisted, but I want to remember everything and not be disgusting and hungover the next day. So this morning I woke up. And I was like, did I really do that? Did I really go up to James Charles at the Kygo concert and speak to him like I was Oprah? And the answer is yes. Now, I don't know if this is embarrassing. I'm going to tell you guys the full story. And then your job after is to tell me on a scale of one to 10, how embarrassing am I? Okay, can we all do that? You can all tweet me or DM me a number from one to 10. One being the least embarrassing, 10 to being the most embarrassing. Because it's fine. It happened. And you know what? We can't take it back. So let me get into the story. So I go to Kygo last night, and it was at the Javits Center. And I've never seen a concert at the Javits Center. And it was actually very spacious, so it wasn't packed. And the bars were easy to get to. Like The experience overall, I will say, 10 out of 10. I don't know if I'll ever go see a concert there. Like, I don't know who plays at the Javits Center. I know that they have like the car show there. 10 out of 10 experience, not sponsored by whatever. Um, yeah, so Kygo, amazing set. 
this one specifically was basically a mix of a circuit party, which for the straights out there, Google it. And then straights, normal gays, girl, like totally mixed crowd. And I don't feel intimidated in that crowd. Like normally if I go to a pop stars concert, you're there with rabid stands and we all know how stands are. It is like a war zone in those general admissions. Like people are there and they are ready to kill you and fight you if you are in their way or you bump into them. Like it's like literally stand wars in the pits of concerts. It can be very volatile and it's scary sometimes, especially when I was at the Christina concert, some queen tried me and I was like, absolutely not happening. Don't come for me because I'm tall and you're short. Sorry, bitch. Anyway, so I'm shaking my tits and heard all of my favorite songs, Kids in Love, Permanent. He played Higher Love and I lost my fucking shit. Like I literally almost, my phone, I realized like afterwards, thank God I had a pop socket on it because when I was, I was doing an Instagram story and then I like threw my hand up in the air and my phone just like held in between my fingers with my pop socket. I honestly thought I was going to lose my phone because I was shaking my tits so hard. And then he played it again at the end. He like finished and he's like, actually you guys, I think we need to play higher love one last time. And I was like, Oh my God, my tits. Let me just put them back on real quick. Um, everything, but this is not a Kygo review. You guys don't care. You guys came for the drama, right? It's not drama. So I'm standing there and I go to get another drink and I'm walking out and mind you, there's a ton of space. So people are like really spread out. It's not packed. And I go back and I'm looking over and I'm like, is that James Charles standing right there? Yeah, that's him. And he was surrounded by security guards. So I'm like, obviously that's James Charles very tall and I could see the eyelashes from a mile away and and that's not a read I'm just saying like I could um so before I get started on like the actual experience because you guys know I live for MUA drama and that's MUA M-U-A yeah makeup artist I just call them MUAs um I live for MUA drama you guys know Jacqueline Hill has her hairy lipsticks out right now. There's been Dramageddon 1, Dramageddon 2. Like, I cannot sit through an Oscar award-winning movie because I get so bored. I can sit for 14 hours and watch makeup drama on YouTube. Is there anyone else out there who feels the same? Like, the other day I watched an hour and 20-minute video, and she was like, I'm going to reveal all of my receipts and my truth. And I was like, um, start sat through the whole thing, finished. I was like, great. You know, I haven't seen a single Oscar-nominated film in years, but I could tell you everything about everything in the makeup community. Now, with that said, the reason why I think I love it so much is because it reminds me of pop culture like a decade ago when everything was just super messy and you would always see um, paparazzi clips of celebrities coming out and you guys know those clips of Paris and Lindsay and Hillary Duff where Paris would come out and she'd be like saying shit about Lindsay Lohan. And then Lindsay came out that one time and said, Paris is a C-U-N-T and then like rolled up her window and then rolled it back down and was like, I never said that. It reminds me of that era of pop culture where it was just drama that was so stupid and pointless, but 
everything. You know what I mean? Like Hillary Duff walking down the sidewalk and getting paparazzi flashes and then talking about Lindsay Lohan and then making a song called Gypsy Woman about Nicole Richie and just all of that petty, silly, stupid drama that doesn't really feel like it's hurting anyone, if that makes sense. Kind of like a reality show, how they get mad over stupid shit. It's like, it doesn't really matter. No one's getting hurt. Well, that's, I don't want to say no one's getting hurt over a hairy lipstick. There's shards of plastic apparently and metal in them too. Anyway, you know my point is that it's like also silly and like not really that serious. And I think that's why I enjoy watching it. Also, a lot of it does feel like it's intentional. Like they're making up storylines for the drama community and like the beauty community to keep themselves relevant. You know what I mean? Like, so part of it feels fake, but I can't get enough of it. So I think that's why I got so like caught up in it. Recently, there's been the whole James Charles Tati drama. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go on YouTube and just type in James Charles Tati drama. Go watch Rich Lux or one of those drama channels and get all caught up. But basically, long story short, is that James Charles got like dragged and lost like 2 million followers. It was like this whole drama, whatever, and left social media for a month because he was getting so much hate. So after all the dust had settled in the, or I should say, after all of the mattifying powder had settled in the drama community and makeup MUA community, I kind of found myself feeling bad for James Charles. Now, don't get me involved in the shit. I am just saying, as a gay kid, well, I was once a gay little twink myself one day, those days are long gone. But as a gay kid, I know what it feels like to have an entire group of people like picking on you and making fun of you, right? It's an experience that you have as a kid growing up. You feel like your entire class, like your all of your classmates are against you. I even had teachers that had said shit to me growing up. There was something about this like onslaught of everyone picking on him and him becoming this target that after a while just didn't sit right with me. There was something about it that just made me feel bad for the guy. And that's not me picking sides. It just was the situation at hand. Like this pile on just really felt weird. And I was like, this actually doesn't feel like it's made up. You know what I mean? I don't know. And maybe it came from going through something on a much, much smaller scale I'm no James Charles, let's be real. Um, Three people recognized me at the Pride yesterday. So, you know, I'm basically famous. Um, So I had something recent happen with the whole Britney thing, like this pile on of all these fans. And people get nasty. Like I'm, let's, I've talked about it on here. You're like, people go for the jugular because they're behind their keyboard. They're in an anonymous account. They can say whatever they want. It's not going to have any actual real life repercussions you know what I mean like if I went on my Twitter account which is verified which means that they have my information that's me as a person and if I went on the internet and I mocked someone's appearance that's attached to me as a person and it's public you know what I mean like these people can do whatever they want and say whatever they want so after I kind of experienced that with the whole Britney thing it kind of made me see this whole thing differently and I don't know I just felt bad for him so anyway Back to the Kygo concert, the real story that you guys want. So I see him, I notice who it is, 
And he was by himself. Now, I don't know if he had friends with him and just in this exact moment in time, they were off in the bathroom or like whatever. I mean, I'm sure he was probably there with his friends, but I wasn't keeping tabs. Like once this incident happened, I went back and was shaking my tits and like I was not on James Charles drama alert. So in the moment that I saw him, he was standing there by himself and he was surrounded by five or six security guards. There was like one on each side of him, kind of in a formation, like a little U kind of just wrapped around him. And there was something about it that just made me feel so bad for him because here I am dancing with all these strangers and like whatever and having a time in my life. And I look over and this kid is just standing there surrounded by security by himself. Like, I don't know what it was that like made it, if anyone's in psychology or sociology, whatever, I don't know what it was. There was something about the visual of it that made me feel bad for him because it just didn't look like a fun thing. Like I was like, I feel like I would, I don't know. I'm not famous, so I don't have this problem. But to be just stuck and you're surrounded by security and you can't, I don't know, can't relate. But it just looked, eh, like I just felt bad. So I guess the one good thing is that he learned from his little sugar care bear, whatever that thing is, what it's called, hair bear care, whatever those little gummy bears that like are supposed to give you fucking melatonin or whatever. I don't know. Whatever the incident was where he like didn't have security, he learned his lesson. He got security. Um, so I go around because I'm going to the bar. I go to my friend. I'm like, oh, my God, that's James Charles. I'm going to go talk to him. And he's like, who? And I'm like, James Charles. I was like, I'm going to go talk to him. Can you get me a beer? So I send my friend over. And oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. I So I don't know why I thought to do this in this moment. I honestly have no idea. So I go over and I'm the kind of person where like celebrities and famous people to me are just humans at this point. Like I don't freak out and like fangirl and like sometimes I get nervous and intimidated. That's like Mariah bitch. When she clocked me for trying to take a picture on her wrong side, I could have fainted, but it was so fucking iconic. Like with legends and people that I really admire, I get extremely nervous, but I'll be quiet. Like I won't scream and fangirl and whatever because they're just people and I don't want to bother them, you know, especially if they're out and about and they're just trying to live their day and have their moment. You know what I mean? So I go around and I'm behind their little circle and I tap the security guard on the shoulder and I was like, oh, I was like, is James fine with fans saying hi? And he's like, yeah, he's like, he would like that. So he taps James on the shoulder and James turns around and (laughs) my God, this is so embarrassing. So I don't know why I I, I really don't know why I felt the need to do this, but I lean in because it's obviously like blaring an EDM song in the background. And I lean in and I just say to him, and this is me paraphrasing because there's only like certain things that I like remember word for word that I said. So I'm just going to give you guys the gist of it. But there are certain things that I for a fact remember saying. So he leans in and the first thing I say is, I know that you've been getting a ton of shit on the internet recently. But I just want you to know that there are so many people out there who look up to you and are inspired by you And it may feel like they're the silent majority in this moment, 
but they are out there. And then I said to him, I was like, I'm 31 and I wish that I, at your age, had the courage to express my creativity and be out and be proud the way that you are. And so just know that there are going to be kids out there who see what you're doing and are inspired by you and are going to look up to you. Don't forget that. And then I said something along the lines of, I was like, and at the end of the day, you have fucking talent. So don't even worry about the bullshit on the internet. I think that's pretty much it. I just remember I said, you know, I know you're going through shit on the internet. And then I said, oh my God, bitch. I like literally said my age. I'm like, girl, I am 12 years older than you. Um, But like, that is fact. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I was 17, 18, 19, 20, I was out and I still was myself, I guess you could say. But I restricted so much of who I am. And that's all I think coming out now, even, Um, you know, I wanted to be doing YouTube. I think I've told this in a video. If you guys follow me on YouTube, I know that this is a podcast, but I did a video on my YouTube channel saying, um, and it's titled, I'm Jealous of Tyler Oakley. And I did this video where I talked about how I was a hater for so long because I was too insecure to do this shit myself. Like I always wanted to be making videos and making content and doing stuff like this, like this podcast. And in my early or my late teens, early twenties, I was too insecure to pursue all of that. So that is fact. Like I really do wish that um, I had the courage to be out there and doing stuff on the internet, like back in my early twenties, you know, no regrets. Like I'm, I'm not saying that I regret anything. I'm just saying that it is facts. Like there are going to be kids, especially younger kids now because of how open and accepting the media, like the world is now. Um, And James Charles is part of that. You know, he's like this huge YouTuber and there are going to be so many kids that see that and say, Oh, I'm, can be out and myself and be successful. There's a place for me. You know what I mean? Like not to get like too deep, but like, let's get deep. Um, And then I said, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And then I said, you have talent, like just fuck all of the bullshit on the internet. Like you're, you're talented. And I also think that's true too. I mean, let's be real. The kid is a good artist. Like I don't know shit about makeup, but I, no art and an artist when I see one, you know, I watch, this is also embarrassing, but you know, why not? I watch these videos where like people paint dolls. Like they do these like crazy hand painted like divas. Like they make like these custom molds and they sculpt the figures and then they paint them with these like insanely tiny brushes. I watch videos where this woman makes gel acrylic nails and like paints them and like files them. I watch makeup tutorials. I watch watercolor tutorials. Like anything that has to do with art, I love watching people do it. It's very relaxing. So I just told him that and um, said my little spiel. And then he obviously like I like stepped back because I was in his face. Like literally, what was I thinking? I was like in his face, like saying this into his ear. You know when you go to a bar and it's loud as fuck and you just like are screaming into your friend's ear? That was me. So after I was done screaming in this kid's face, I guess he's not a kid. Um, So I back up. He looks at me and he says, like, right in the eyes. And he's like, thank you so much. I really needed to hear that. And he said, can I give you a hug? And I was like, yeah. So 
James Charles hugged me. Um, all 12 year old girls are crying. Um, and basically I am Jesus. Um, on the third day, T Kyle rose, uh, with all of the disciples, Paris, Brittany, Lindsay, Hillary walked down the street following the North star. I don't, is that, that's someone's going to drag me. That was the wrong. I'm thinking of the away in a manger where they follow the North star. Anyway, I'm going to stop that discussion while I'm ahead, but basically I'm Jesus and Oprah and I have no idea why I felt the need to do that. I didn't even think anything of it literally at all the rest of the night. Like I'm no joke. I got my beer, went back to the middle of the dance floor and was shaking my fucking tits and didn't think a thing of it until I got home. And I was like, did I say something to James Charles? And I was like, I absolutely did. Oh my God. Because it happened so quick. I literally was like, tap, tap, bam. Here's my little Oprah speech. Bye. Have a good night. Hug. Didn't even take a picture. I'm like, I don't even have photo proof, but it happened 100%. And um, that's my weekend chat for this week. It is a mess, uh, just like my weekend. And um, yeah, let me know if you think that that is embarrassing. I kind of actually, like now that I think about it, now that I just told that story, I don't think it's embarrassing, actually. I'm actually kind of glad that I said something because I feel like, and maybe this is honest, like ironically, the same Black Mirror episode that scared the shit out of me because of the snipers and sent me to a panic attack also just had me thinking about social media and how we treat each other on the internet. I don't know. I I mean, we could get into logistics of everything because someone might be like, yeah, but he should have supported Tati and Sugar Hair Care Bears, whatever. They were lying. I don't, like, you can get into the specifics, but at the end of the day, this guy's 20 years old And if I was on the internet at 20 years old, I was a fucking mess. So I just don't think it's productive to be an asshole. And I just kind of feel like the cancel culture has just gone way too far. It just doesn't feel right, this like big pile on cancel culture that we have today. Speaking of Black Mirror, it's an episode of Black Mirror. It's the one with the bees. It's like the bees or whatever that like, swarmed people to kill people like whatever remember that episode it's basically that is now happening so another point on black mirror is like this shit happens that rating system episode where like if you curse your like rating goes down and if you make good posts your rating goes up that shit's happening in china i think china where they have like a social scoring system now Y'all, like, this shit that happens in Black Mirror is true. It is happening. But anyway, I think people just don't have enough human, physical, like, interaction anymore. You know what I mean? And I think about how it feels because someone came up to me, actually, at a Pride party that I was at on Thursday. And she was like, oh, my gosh, T. Kyle, like, I need to say to you, thank you so much because your Tumblr inspired me to become a writer and to start writing. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I have my job. And she was like, I followed you since day one and I found you so inspiring and it made me want to be on Tumblr. And I started writing and it just was so cool to actually have a face to face interaction with someone who on the internet, you played like a part in their life. You know what I mean? Like whether it's someone you watch on YouTube for comedic purposes and you just want a laugh or if it's a writer who you love their 
books or their blogs or whatever it is, or if it's an artist and you love their music and their lyrics, like whatever it is, there's nothing that beats that face-to-face in-person interaction. You know what I mean? Because we're all just so caught up in the bullshit of the internet and everyone just thinks that the internet is reality and it's so not. Instagram is not real. Twitter is not real life. There's such a bigger world out there. I don't know. Maybe that was something that he needed to hear in that moment. And it took my drunk, messy ass to say it. And I don't know. I mean, he probably either forgot about it or has no idea. But I don't know. Maybe it made his night. You never know. And so the moral of the story is, or as I like to say here on this podcast, today we learned, be nice to people in person. Say to someone, hi, I love your work. Don't be a fucking asshole. And fuck all the haters who hide behind anonymous accounts on the internet. They are irrelevant because they're just projecting their own insecurities onto you and you don't deserve that. And that's fact. That is 100% true because I used to be that bitch that was a hater. Um, And I talked about that in that one video. I used to be like, (laughs) Tyler Oakley, he thinks he's so funny but like secretly watching every single video. You know what I mean? But like when people would talk about him, I'd be like, yeah, he thinks he's funny. He's not. But like, I would laugh at his videos. You know what I'm saying? Like I was that bitch. So I know that bitch when I see that bitch. Um, And then I met Tyler Oakley and he was an absolute fucking sweetheart and so engaging and one of the most um, personable people I've ever met from the internet. I discuss all of that in that video. But yeah, that's what we learned today. And that is all for this weekend chat. I feel like I um, fully encapsulated this story. Um, Holy shit, I've been recording for a very long time. Well, if you are still here, like I said, please leave me a DM or a tweet with a number from 1 to 10, 1 being the least embarrassing, 10 being the most embarrassing. And if you don't think it was embarrassing at all, just um, send me hearts or something. And um, maybe I'll write a book. Um, all right. I feel like I should wrap this up because I need to get this online. So you can all stop DMing me because I told you I was going to tell you the story and it's coming. So that is all for this weekend chat. Thank you guys for listening. If you are not subscribed, you can subscribe on Apple podcasts or Spotify. And if you are not following me on Instagram, follow me t.kyle. I am so close to getting 10 K and the second I get 10 K it's over for you hoes. Cause I'm going to keep promoting my podcast on here. And then what else? I mean, I literally have nothing else to swipe up to. It's just that. Um, and then I'm also going to keep making Instagram stories of people dancing to Higher Love by Kygo. And I'm going to keep doing it until you all buy it on iTunes and stream it. And it goes number one, which it might over the weekend. Well, in the next few days, because the weekend's over. But I, eh, whatever. <sighs> okay. Time for me to go get some water and get this online. Thank you guys so much for listening and for joining in on my weekend chats. And I will see you guys next week with, I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about next week because I have nothing planned, but we'll see where the week goes. Have a good one. And I will see you guys soon. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.